I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. You are a manufacturing or industrial company, and you're building on a team or shifting some things internally with your team, then on this episode, we're going to cover some areas that we've helped our clients and issues that I've dealt with personally. This is something that has become more difficult in the last two years. And I think it's crazy. And especially from a manufacturing industrial standpoint, I never thought that we would get here to where it's like having trouble finding people that want to work in the office for office type jobs. Now, salespeople typically, like when I was in sales, I was always remote. I had an office, but I was always remote because I was either traveling or I was working from home remotely, whether I was out of state or not and then coming into the office as needed. That's pretty common in technical sales. There are still some old school manufacturing companies that are like, nope, I'm paying somebody $100,000 a year. I want their butt in a seat when they're not traveling. That to me is crazy and that stuff needs to change. But for the other departments, unless you're in like operations and stuff, there's so many people now that are like, I want to work remote 100% or I don't want to come into the office every single day, which I think is insane. For this industry, but this is what COVID kind of did all across the board. We've dealt with this here at the agency where there's people that are just like, nope, I'm only looking for remote work. I don't want to come into the office. I like being at home, which I totally get. And so we've had to balance where it's like, hey, if you're local and you're coming into the office, you don't have to come five days a week because it's not necessary for most jobs. You can do it remote one or two days a week. And that typically gives people a balance. But, you know, I feel the pain from a hiring standpoint, trying to find the right fit. And that's really what it comes down to. Like you can look at a hundred resumes and go through like, oh, do these people meet the criteria of the prerequisites and the experience and all that stuff. But then once you start interviewing them, it's like the personality comes out and you're just like, that's not a fit for our culture, which if you, I've, I've made the mistake numerous times, brought people into the business and I thought it was good get them into it and then they just flop and then it's not a fit for the culture and it just causes more disruption and things like that. And that'll just kill any sort of timeline that you have. But how do you overcome that? Like what steps can you do as a hiring person to try and make sure that you're putting your best foot forward and trying to make the best decision possible? I would say first thing is to a certain extent, ignore the experience first and look at the personality and look at the person's drive, their motivation to work, things that they aspire to be, asking them questions about what do they want to be in three years, two years, where do they want to see their their career trajectory go and see if that aligns with the position or the type of culture that you guys have. Because if you're looking for somebody that is looking to grow and expand and take on more responsibilities, but then when you're interviewing people are like, no, I just want to do this for the next five or 10 years, maybe that's not a fit. It just all depends on what you're going into. So from technical sales and, and industrial marketing standpoint, you have to look at it and make sure like, if somebody comes in and says, like, I could do all your social media or I could do web development SEO, but you want them to evolve and expand and take over other areas in the next two years, and that doesn't really fit with them, then that would just be a bad hire from the get-go. So I always say you can certainly look at people's experience and say, at a minimum, you need to be able to do these three, five things. You need to have experience in this industry or doing these things. But really for me, and what I've learned over the last three years is it comes down to the personality of the person. I did this when I was in plastic sales. I looked for people that have drive, motivation, and ambition, and less about, like I could teach somebody how to sell and I could teach somebody the technical stamp, the technical stuff. I will take somebody that has drive and motivation in, from a sales standpoint over somebody that says, I know all this technical stuff. Because you can't typically 
put drive into somebody, right? Like either they have it or they don't. Either they want to expand and evolve as a person and continue learning new skills and things like that, or they're just happy with where they're at and they just want to continue to ride out, let's say, mediocrity. So I always look at it from the standpoint that if somebody has drive and they're willing to learn and they want to be better and they want to make a lot of money and they want to continue to grow, that's the first criteria for me from a sales standpoint. And then once you get into it, once you have that bucket list put together, then you can say like, okay, so from these four people, from these two people, now who has who will take less time to train, right? Who can come in with some foundational knowledge of things and hit the ground running and two weeks, three weeks into it, they can go and and start making things actually happen for your business. Same thing from a marketing standpoint. You can bring somebody in and if they have drive to learn and they want to evolve and expand, but they, do, they only have a little bit of the experience, but you could teach it to them easily. I will take that person and put them at the top of the list because those people are the ones that as new stuff comes up, which everybody knows, like your job description isn't just what you do. Like it evolves and expands and, and adapts with based on the business goals that you have and how your company continues, continues to expand. Then I want that person to be able to be flexible to adapt to that. But how do you get like, if that's your process, you're like, all right, I got my process down. I know I'm, uh, how I'm going to get these people. Once I find them, I know how I'm going to be selective over who I bring on the, onto the team. How do you attract new people, especially from a manufacturing industrial standpoint? How do you bring in the right people and get them to want to work for you and apply and stand out from all the competition? For me, it just comes down to brand awareness. Like for us, am I trying to hire people and like, look at my brand, look at my brand. Like they can see the content that we produce. Like I'm not concerned about it from the standpoint of our agency versus other agencies because we are that niche, right? MFG Tribe is just an industrial marketing agency. That's all that we work with. So for me, when I ask them a question of the, what we do to some people can be kind of boring. Are you interested in doing that on a daily basis? If they say yes, then we're good to go. So I don't have to focus. I could, I could show them content that we create and say, this is our brand. This is our culture. Here's some of our employees and things like that. But for manufacturing companies, you're going up against everybody. So you got to look at your hourly rate, your salaries, your competitiveness, your benefits, all that stuff, the, you know, the work-life balance, which I don't necessarily 100% agree with, but the balance of flexibility of remote versus in-person. But how do you stand out as a manufacturer versus the other manufacturer in your town that is offering the same thing from a benefit standpoint? And it comes down to creating content. We've created so much content for some of our clients where it's like the job that they're looking to hire, whether it's a fork truck operator or a sales engineer or a marketing person, we will create a video specific for that job, interviewing people at the company that either currently do that job or work with that, would work with that individual to try and promote it to where somebody can see before I even step foot in, I can get a vibe for the culture, right? You can say the culture is like this on paper, but if I see a video with it, then I can really get a sense and make my own judgment on what is that culture actually like. So standing out, it's, it's no different than marketing or selling to try and get customers, you're trying to get employees, the only way to do that is to create content. For this instance, I would say don't do anything written, just focus on video and how can you capture the culture, show different aspects of it, interview people that currently have that job or the boss that you might have if you're talking to, if they're gonna to talk to HR first, interview the potential hiring person and ask them things that they're looking for, ask them what's it like to work with them and just put that information out there so you can try and attract as many people as possible. Now, from a responsibility standpoint, once you get these people in, we've worked with so many manufacturing companies where it's like, all right, I've got all these things I need done. Who do I give what, right? It kind of has to fit their personality, but you have to look at it from a standpoint of like, is this important for me to keep internal 
or can I outsource this to somebody else? So from our standpoint as a manufacturing agency or a marketing agency for manufacturers, it comes down to like, you need a marketing coordinator, director of marketing, VP of marketing, whatever, but do you need a team of six internally or can you get away with a team of two and bring on an agency that at the end will be cheaper than those, those internal employees but can produce more things with it, right? Because we've got the team here of video, content, written content, web, SEO, all that stuff, social. We've got a team and it's a fraction of the cost of what it would be to hire people to do those individual tasks. So you really have to look at it from the standpoint of these are the responsibilities, this is what I need to get done. Who can do what on my team and what do I have to go outside for? This is strictly for the marketing department. Now on the sales side, you need to say, all right, what do I need? I need a hunter, right? I need somebody that's gonna drum up business. I need somebody that's gonna boots on the ground, smiling, dialing on the phone, whatever it takes. I need these people in this role. And it's great. You find those people, you bring them in, interview them, you say, this is my guy, this is my girl, this is what I'm going to go with. And they get in the job and they start to close some business, but you don't have the proper support systems in place to keep them from to keep them on with their hunting opportunities and trying to get more business. Then they become an account manager and they're just sitting in the office every single day managing the accounts that they've brought in. So like they hunted, they they killed the the sale, they brought it in, and now they're just sitting there managing it. That is not what you want to do. A true hunter wants to continue to get new business. So you have to make sure that the support system, whether it's project engineers or customer service reps or anything like that, quoting people are underneath that position to where they can support it. They don't have to directly report to it, but they can support that position where it's like, dude, your job is to bring in new opportunities and new business. I've got a team that's going to quote it. I've got a team that's going to take it if you land it as a customer. I've got customer service people that will take care of it once they become a new customer and they're paying us and we're running production or we're installing the system or something like that. And that allows that person to be freed up with their time. So you have to really look at like the whole sales process and say, this is what it is from start to finish. Like maybe you've got good salespeople, but they refuse to do cold calls, right? Maybe you need to bring in somebody that only does cold calls. Maybe you need to hire an agency that does cold calls for you or does lead generation like MFG Tribe, and we do it for you so the sales people can focus on closing business and having conversations and doing demos and things like that. And so you have to look at your team and say, all right, these guys, this is their responsibility, and I'm gonna peel this part off and let an outside agency do this, and then once they become a customer, I've already got the support team to be able to take this from a initial kickoff into a full-blown production or installation or whatever it is. As long as you have those things in place and you shouldn't run into too many issues. But like I said, it all starts with number one, figuring out your criteria of who you're going to hire. Number two, attracting people to be able to come to your company, what separates you. And number three, what are the responsibilities and how are you supporting those different roles? So with that being said, we go live Mondays and Wednesdays at noon Central Standard Time. We will be back next Monday for our live Q&A show, which you need to send those questions over to askkyle at mfgtribe.com, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.